Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of the Talking Pharmacy podcast, which is going to be a celebration of the nation's wonderful pharmacy support staff. We're going to throw the spotlight onto the Recognition of Excellence Awards, organised by Training Matters magazine, part of the CIG group. It is the only national award scheme exclusively for the community pharmacy team that recognises and rewards the fantastic work done by pharmacy assistants and pharmacy technicians going above and beyond in supporting their patients and customers in their local communities. And I'm delighted to be joined by the Training Matters team for this podcast, editor Helena Beer and editorial assistant Monica West. We're going to talk about what the awards are all about, how the COVID-19 pandemic affected this year's edition, how pharmacy team members impressed in these uniquely difficult times, and how the overall winner of this year's awards reacted when they heard the news. We'll hear some truly uplifting, inspiring and moving stories, really quite humbling. Details of all the winners and other resources can be found in the pod's show notes, but I'll say straight away all our finalists should be incredibly proud of their achievements. They've been brilliant. So, Helena, the Recognition of Excellence Awards have been around for seven, eight years, I think. Now they've got bigger and bigger. The community pharmacy family gathers in a posh hotel in central London for a, a glittering awards event. It's always an uplifting event, the ceremony, isn't it? Such wonderful stories we get to hear. And last year's event was a roaring success. So at the beginning of this year, what were your aims for the awards for 2020? Yeah, it was an incredible event last year and it kind of set the bar really high for us um, going into 2020. Um, Last year was my fifth year working on the awards but my first year hosting so it was a very different experience for me personally on the day Um, but it was just a wonderful event and such a fantastic celebration of community pharmacy and the often unsung heroes I think. Um, We had some incredible finalists, so for 2020 we set out to see if we could find a group of individuals who were just as brilliant and just as deserving. Um, The aim was to make it bigger and better than ever, so um, this time last year we were coming up with grand plans to expand the day, get more people involved, add in new elements to make it not only an extra special experience for finalists, but also to bring something extra in terms of networking opportunities for finalists, sponsors, the retailers and, and others that we work with as well. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an exciting um, start to, to the planning of 2020. Um, and, yeah, we'd got all kinds of ideas on the go. Um, and we launched in January as normal um, with different categories Um, so each year we review the categories and make slight adjustments where necessary Um, this time around it was very clear to us that pharmacy practice has has changed quite a lot perhaps more so than in previous years Um, it's expanding becoming more specific in certain areas um, and innovation is is prerequisite in all areas Um, so To this end, we switched out the Innovation Award um, and tailored each of the category criteria to include this across the spectrum. Um, We wanted to recognise people who were pushing the boundaries in all kinds of different areas and across across our categories. Um, We then replaced that with Technology Champion, 
And the idea of this was to highlight all of the digital innovations that are becoming front and centre in pharmacy, and whether that's through the use of dispensing robots, as our eventual winner of the category demonstrated, or something as simple as embracing social media for information and marketing purposes, or utilising TV screens and tablets to offer information and signposting. Um, more broadly, we also made each of the category criteria more specific to help entrants choose which category or categories were right for them. Um, and as part of this, we made service excellence a little more focused in terms of service provision rather than just consultation skills as it had been previously. Um, and this is something that's really shone through as a crucial part of community pharmacy's direction. So we really wanted to, to capitalise on that. Um, and as as we launched, we, we got a really, really good reception. Um, lots of entries coming in. Um, and yeah, it was it was very positive. Um, we were kind of inundated with entries almost from all four corners of the UK and everywhere in between. So Monica, you, you were um, handling a lot of the entries in, in those those early stages and they, they were flooding in, like Helena said. What, what were you thinking um, at that time with the, the quality of the entries that, that you were seeing? Well, hi, Richard. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here and share these stories with you. Um, and yeah, absolutely. It's it's always such a pleasure for me to conduct these interviews and, you know, get to hear these stories from the front line. Um, these these um, pharmacy team members work so hard and often don't feel like they should be being recognised. The amount of people we speak to say, oh, I'm just doing my job and um, are extremely humble. But then when you kind of pick it a, a bit more and um, ask them to go deeper, they just come out with these absolutely fantastic, inspiring stories. And um, I can't wait to share them with you, but I think you'll be surprised at the things that pharmacy team members have done that they just think is part of their everyday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to, to finding out more about, about that, Monica, for sure. Um, so, Helena, there we were. Things were going along as per normal. Um, entries were building up. We were all getting excited. And out of nowhere, COVID hit. How did you decide to well first of all what was your your initial reaction I suppose when when the pandemic struck and then how did you decide to to change and adapt the categories at that point to reflect what was going on in pharmacy at the time yeah I think it was a tricky one I don't think um, any of us really expected a, a global pandemic to to hit and with not having any um any examples of it previously in, in kind of living memory, how do you go about tackling it? Nobody knew. Um, so yes, the first we kind of realised um, the the impact of the pandemic on um, on the awards was when the entries slowed down. Usually they, they increase closer to the deadline, but the opposite happened this time. Um, and we were um, ringing... Um, nominees and they were saying no don't have time we've we've got cues out the door we we don't have time to to chat it's not a priority um obviously patients were their priority quite rightly um so it was important for us to to make things as easy as possible for um 
for the pharmacy teams. Um, and so we kind of took a step back. We extended the entry deadline for another couple of months just to see how things were going, really, because I know um, our conversations in the office were, oh, we'll be back. We'll be back in a month um, at the, at the, right at the beginning. Um, and that clearly didn't happen. It was just a, a wait and see um, kind of kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it was just we we had the same the same approach for for the awards. Um, I was very keen to launch a new category for um, the pandemic itself. Um, and so we came up with the idea of, of COVID-19 hero, um, which was, um, yeah, a way that we could really celebrate the work that was being done in community pharmacy on the front lines. Um, obviously, things were very difficult and people were going out of their way to, to help customers to put in their lives at risk um, every day in a way. Um, and so, yeah, we really wanted wanted to, to um, recognise that and reward them for their efforts. Um, one thing as well that really struck us was that all of our categories um, from when we launched the awards seven years ago, um, they've always been for individuals. Um, so hence the name COVID-19 hero. Um, but I think what was important for us was that this wasn't just um, uh, an issue that was confined to individual efforts. It was very much a team effort and teams were working together in unprecedented ways, um, having to um, yeah, cope with staff shortages, if people were having to self-isolate, um, all of those kinds of things. It was, it was 100% a team effort. So we wanted to um, expand that category um, and have a, a team version as well. So we had COVID-19 hero, and COVID-19 heroes. Um, and so we kind of covered that spectrum. Um, and as I say, it was just a way that we could um, kind of keep up to date with people and um, find out all the different things that they were doing and then really reward them for their efforts because they were going completely above and beyond. Um, and that was really important to us. Yes. Yeah, so can, can I ask you a bit more about the, the COVID-19 hero categories? Now, I I... Um, helped judge that category, and I was, you know, I was just blown blown away by by what pharmacy team members were doing. Obviously, the very very front line um, of community pharmacy and of the NHS, actually in primary care at that time, under incredible pressure and doing doing some incredible work. And I think Monica used the word humbling. I this was really humbling to me. So, could you tell us some of the things that? Uh, pharmacy team members were doing at the height of the pandemic? Absolutely. I think delivery services were one of the main things that stood out across the, the entries. Um, obviously, the majority of pharmacies have um, some form of delivery service in place, whether it's um, a free service, a pay-for service, um, and with a repeat prescriptions or, or, or whatever else. Um, it was. Um, it was clear that the pandemic was um, pushing that to to the extreme, with people not wanting to leave their 
um, their houses or not able to leave their houses. Um, and so from the beginning, lots of our um, entrants were coming up with innovative ways in which they could um they could expand their services or in some cases start their services from scratch. So um, there was Tesco in-store pharmacy and Bexhill on sea um, didn't have a delivery service at all. Um, and they set one up from scratch and um, kind of during that, that pressurized and busy time, they managed to get it, get it off the ground. Um, a lot of their, um, patients are quite elderly. It's quite um, an area with quite an, an elderly population. Um, and so it wasn't just a few deliveries here and there. It was lots and lots of deliveries keeping them really busy when they were under so much pressure as it was. Um, the winner of that category, uh, Good Life Pharmacy in Hatton, Derbyshire, um, they also um, improved their delivery offering as soon as uh, national lockdown was announced. They they set up um, a system where they had four pickups per day plus extras for controlled drugs. And they were really offering the best service that they could um, to their community in, in a very difficult time. So, um, yeah, deliveries was was one of the main things. Um, the other thing that really stuck out for me was um, support staff stepping up to management roles that they hadn't necessarily done before. Um, so the winner of the COVID-19 hero category, Hayley Pike from Well Pharmacy, um, she took on um, a store that was going through quite a difficult period um, and she stepped in as acting pharmacy manager and she really brought the pharmacy up to speed. Um, they are from a mining community and so they have lots of asthma and COPD patients. And so the, the pandemic was um, causing kind of additional issues for them. So she was able to, to really step up and um, kind of see the pharmacy and the community through that really difficult period. Um, and also Abby Wattleworth, who was highly commended in that category. She's also from Well Pharmacy. Um, she um, started at the pharmacy the day before lockdown um, began. And later that week, her manager was told that she needed to shield for 12 weeks. Um, so she was brand new to the pharmacy, um, brand new to management, and she stepped up and she thrived. And I think that's something that that I found really inspirational was the being thrown in completely at the deep end um, and that would be a very difficult situation anyway let alone during the middle of a pandemic so yeah that was was really impressive to me. Yeah thanks Helga I mean that that certainly was my impression I was was really taken by um, how support staff members had kind of stepped up to these management roles that, that that you mentioned and you know really innovative thinking on the hoof about strategies to you know to cope with these mounting workloads to try and ease the pressure off their pharmacists and you know, they were having to deal with staff shortages uh huge queues um rude and aggressive customers on occasions and and even you know using some create some uh, creative um, communication methods, really, social media, just to get their kind of messages across to 
to their customers and patients. So very innovative thinking and really taking the initiative. And there was no playbook for this. You know, people were, were having to be very reactive and, and make things up uh, as they went along. And there was some tremendous work being done at that incredibly pressurized time for the whole sector. Um, but recognition of excellence awards, of course, the whole point of it is, is to recognize and reward the breadth of, of pharmacy practice. Um, and obviously COVID was, was so important, but it, we, we can't let it overshadow the incredible work that, that's been done over the, the previous 12 months, can we? So maybe, Helena, could you give us your impressions about some of the, the, the breadth and the scope of the entries, the other entries in the other categories, and what kind of themes that you were picking out this year? Yes, of course. I think the um, service provision um, kind of aspect of, of pharmacy practice was something that really stood out, both in the service excellence category and across the board, really. Um, so we had... Uh, Lucy Crockford from Seafront Pharmacy in Tembe, who was instrumental in her pharmacy's triage and treat service, so offering minor ailments support to locals and tourists in the area. Um, lots of evidence of successful weight management services. Um, Samantha Gillett, for example, from Langold Pharmacy near Worksop, um, has been bringing in her own scales each week to help a woman on her weight loss journey. Um, she's currently lost two stone and is on her way to being approved for knee surgery, which is brilliant news. Um, Samantha also helped over 20 people to quit smoking last year, which is just an incredible achievement. Um, Julie Moran from Rowlands Pharmacy in Walsall is an absolute flu vaccination fiend. Um, even before the increase in demand this year, um, she'd have a queue around the block because she'd pushed the marketing so hard and, and so successfully. Charity awareness and fundraising was also something that, that stuck out, really driving home the caring aspect of pharmacy practice. Um, Yusra Ramanta from Superdrug Pharmacy in Croydon is a prime example of this. She's a cancer survivor herself um, and she's really valued the support of Macmillan during her journey. Um, so she brought her private fundraising for them uh, into the pharmacy to raise awareness and expand the ways in which she could help, um, which is just yeah, brilliant. Really going, going through a really difficult time yourself, but then um, thinking of others constantly. I just think that's admirable. Um, so stories like these really prove the life-changing impact that pharmacy teams can have on customers, patients and others as well. Um, but we also had examples of their life-saving impact. Um, so Nicola Coyer from Boots in Glasgow spearheads the mole scanning service there and she's made so many interventions that have resulted in cancer treatments. Um, she was also very keen to expand the service so that it could help more people. And she was able to see that through to fruition um, by working closely with head office. Um, Rose Recky from Wright Medicine Pharmacy in Brora, which is in uh, Scotland, um, made a crucial intervention for suspected melanoma um, based on knowledge she had of a customer's childhood growing up in Australia. Um, and I think it just proves that building strong relationships with customers can be invaluable in that respect. Um, and then another incredible example, which um, when I first read this, I was absolutely blown away. Um, 
but this was um, Laura Bell from Day Lewis Pharmacy in Harold Hill. Um, she's a delivery driver, and on one of her rounds, uh, one of her regular elderly patients wasn't answering the door, and so she she was a bit worried about him. So investigated, and she discovered that he'd suffered from gas poisoning after an issue with his cooker. Um, and she managed to call an ambulance, get into the property, secure everything, and she ultimately saved his life. So it just shows that pharmacy support staff go to incredible lengths to to support their customers and patients. And I think Laura's um, story in particular is just a brilliant example of that. Wow, some incredible stories there. Um, amazing. Uh, Monica, you, you talked to probably all our finalists, I think. What what kind of themes kind of jumped out at you about the, the tremendous work that, that they were doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, kind of pushing the boundaries in every aspect, really pushing the boundaries of their role and potentially of what the pharmacy itself can be. So obviously we couldn't have our live event this year, but um, I noticed one of our finalists, Anna Montero from Earlsfield Pharmacy, her pharmacy is quite nearby to where I live. So I walked around um, to congratulate her, which was really lovely. But she's a great example of this. Um, in just a year, she actually increased her pharmacy sales by 31%. And, you know, this just this wasn't kind of just on a whim. When Anna first arrived at her pharmacy, um, her mission was to get to grips with the customer demographic, consider what was being sold in the area. And now she actively looks for affordable um, and desired products and takes on feedback, which is really fantastic. So that was kind of um, demonstrating how she can expand her role and not just be a face behind the counter. But we have so many fantastic examples. I'm sure you're aware that during lockdown, um, domestic violence really increased, especially for women. And we had two finalists, um, Jacqueline Douglas and Hayley Pike, who we've mentioned um, who both requested for the introduction of safe spaces for domestic violence victims in the pharmacy itself. And whether this kind of came off the back of this or not, but one of this was a Boots pharmacy, and now victims of domestic abuse are able to access safe spaces at Boots pharmacy consultation rooms across the country, which is amazing. Um, and also, I think another great thing from these um interviews is when people really surprise themselves. Um, Aileen McLachlan was the winner of our Technology Champion Award and she <laughs> professed herself to be a zero to hero when the pharmacy got a <laughs> robot lovingly named Spencer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she had absolutely no idea um, about how this robot worked. And now she is even out of hours the first port of call for when something goes wrong. So I think um, pushing the boundaries in every aspect, showing real innovator, real innovation and impressive things. Brilliant. Spencer, Spencer the robot. I love that. Um, <laughs> and Spencer the dispenser. If you say yeah. it like that, it's even better. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I guess on a more, more serious note, we... we um, we spend a lot of time editorially in both Pharmacy Magazine and Training Matters looking at, at, at mental health recently. Um, Helena, was was this reflected in the entries? Um, looking after, you know, the team's mental health uh, as well as um, customers and patients. 
So yes, absolutely. We had lots of examples of supporting older people in particular with loneliness, just those who needed that social connection. And, and that, that came through in um, the, the general categories as well as the, the COVID-19 hero categories. Um, Laura, who I've already mentioned, gave two examples of talking customers around from suicidal thoughts. Um, and another that particularly struck me was Karen Cyril from Day Lewis Pharmacy in Hembury, who was able to support a patient with learning difficulties who said he wanted to end his life. Um, she stood by him throughout, um, arranging a GP appointment and actually going with him and waiting with him until he was seen. Um, a phrase we use a lot during these awards is um, going above and beyond. And that's a prime example. And I think those those two individuals in particular just yeah are a credit to um to the industry in in that respect um, but i think you're right it's not just about supporting patients with mental health um it's it's the team as well and um i know we've we've published um articles and, and learning modules recently which which kind of drill down into that and and discuss the importance um myra gauntlet from knights knights rubery pharmacy near birmingham demonstrated that in, um, that with the importance of supporting her team. She understands that communication is key, especially during a pressurised time um, during the pandemic. And, and she makes sure that all of her team knows that she's there to chat, whatever their worries, um, so that they don't get overwhelmed and um, they can they can work out coping strategies with workloads and and, and whatever it is that they need. Um, I think for me, it's it's just it's so important to really um, focus on that mental health aspect as well as the physical health. Um, so the Mental Health Foundation estimates that one in six people in the past week experienced a common mental health problem. Um, and a really shocking statistic that one in five adults has considered taking their own life at some point. Um, I think everybody has some connection to someone experience, experiencing a mental health problem. It might even be their own. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's such an important topic to focus on those statistics in particular and the, and the stories that we heard in the entries are, are real eye openers. Um, and we actually chose the Mental Health Foundation as our charity partner this year. Um, so that decision was made well before the start of the pandemic, but our our decision um, in that respect has only become more pertinent as the year has progressed, as we've seen that the pandemic has um, has kind of impacted people's mental health um, in in a quite a negative way. Um, and yeah, we're we're really proud to be able to partner with that that crucial important charity. Um, so if any of our listeners would like to donate to the cause, then um, there's a link in the show notes um, so that they can do that. Yeah, thanks, Helena, for, for drawing attention to that. Um, some of those stories were um, genuinely eye-opening um, and, yeah, some, some absolutely brilliant work that some community pharmacy team members did there. Um, mental health is, is a real issue at the moment and, and the, these are tough times for, for a lot of people, as you say. Um, no, Monica, it, it, it seems to me that very often the work of community pharmacy teams doesn't just stay within the four walls of the pharmacy. Um, did any of the finalists use their skills um, outside of the pharmacy setting? 
Yes, and I think people tend to really underestimate the power that the pharmacy teams have in their community. Um, Catherine Hinsley, the winner of our Infant Care Champion Award, was really passionate about expanding her pharmacy's reach. She noticed the increase in sales of threadworm products, which sparked an idea and proposed heading into schools and giving talks on the basics of hand washing and hygiene, which seems incredibly prevalent at this time too. So kind of taking those skills she has in the pharmacy and using them in the community. And um, in addition, another finalist, Hannah Rucastle, um, as well as being a pharmacy technician, also volunteers for a search and rescue team with the Sussex Police. She's on call 24 hours a day, 365 days a year and the skills she's learned in volunteering such as working with vulnerable people and people with dementia she's then taken those skills and transferred them into her work in the pharmacy so yeah having these transferable skills between the community and the pharmacy itself is really beneficial um, to everyone and community pharmacy teams show that they work with multidisciplinary healthcare providers too. Um, Julie Moran, one of our finalists, um, has regular meetings with her GP practices and updates care homes in the area and actually took on five new care homes for the pharmacy. So again, expanding that reach from just within the four walls. And it doesn't have to be that complicated either. Two of our finalists, Maxine Jones and Yusra, who we've mentioned previously, in their own way have gone out and promoted the pharmacy services beyond the four walls. Um, and this was on stores and annual village day market and nearby shopping centres. And I think community engagement is the heart of community pharmacy and what makes it so special, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have to get to the breadth and the, the range of, of activities and skills that our, that our finalists showed that, that, that really does blow you away. But you're right, community engagement is so, so powerful um, for community pharmacy teams and some wonderful examples there of, uh, of using those skills outside the four walls of the pharmacy, as you say. Um, yeah, some great, great stories there. Now, um, do you remember when we used to share an office all those months ago? <laughs> and uh, I would, I would sit across from from you two, and, and you know, I hear conversations as the the entries were coming in, and judging scores were were, were being distributed. But you know, there seemed to be one name that was mentioned um, more than the others. So, so Helena, perhaps this is a good opportunity for you to explain what the overall spotlight award category is and why the winner is chosen and how did you go about uh, awarding that tremendous accolade this year? Yes so each year the 11 category winners are put forward for the overall prize. Um, the judges select the individual who they think is the most deserving of recognition um, and whoever gets the most votes is named Spotlight Award winner. Um, as you say, one name came out more than any other this year. And from reading his uh, nomination from his pharmacist and his his entry, um, the words that he said as well, um, I, I had an inkling that he would be named um, the overall winner. And I was uh, proved right. Um, he was the Outstanding Contribution Award winner. Um, and he uh, then won the overall Spotlight Award, and his name is David Perry. 
Um, so he works for uh, Thomas Pharmacy in Barking, which is in East London. Um, he's a newly qualified medicines counter assistant. He passed his course in June and he actually um, entered before that um, and got back in touch with us and said, I just wanted to let you know I've passed my, my qualification and um, my pharmacist has put my certificate up on the wall and I'm so proud. So um, we added added that snippet of information to to his entry and, and tried to um, portray his his excitement um, to the judges. Um, so David started out his career as a postboy at the London Stock Exchange. Um, he was taken under the wing of someone on the trading floor and ended up being a trader himself for nearly 30 years. Um, after taking redundancy, he joined an organisation that supports people with learning disabilities, um, as well as health and addiction problems. Um, he did a foundation degree in information advice and guidance, and he was also the main carer for his elderly father. Um, when funding for the organisation he worked for stalled eight years ago, there was a chance to, as he puts it, slow down. But again, as he puts it, he's not the type of person who can sit still for long. Um, he always likes to be on the go. And so he just didn't see that as an option and set about finding another job. Um, his experience is clearly very wide ranging and in more recent years has turned towards a caring role that, set, that suited pharmacy perfectly. Um, as luck would have it, his CV came into the hands of Rena Kander, who's the pharmacist at Thomas Pharmacy. Um, and here we join him as he tells his story of, of his pharmacy journey. Rena rings me up one Sunday night and says, I've got your CV, can you come down for a chat? And it's like, hmm, Thomas Pharmacy. Bearing in mind I've lived in Barking for a lot of years. Where's Thomas Pharmacy? Hmm. So I goes out and find, I walk past her every day. Comes in on the Sunday and Rena said, hmm, yeah, I like your CV. And it was fitting in doing part-time and working with my dad, uh, helping my dad. I was his main carer. And and it just it just went from there. It's like, did, you know, I was just doing deliveries and... I've always liked to keep my eyes open and listen and then it went from there to doing the qualification. Sometimes I'd be out just waiting to go out and there'd be a load of people in the shop so I'd just go behind and help them. And I didn't know anything about the medication so I'd just get their stuff out of the drawer and just check name and address etc and that was it. Then I did this and then I'm kind of working behind the counter as well now so I still do my deliveries. still. Um, go to the surgeries, but I work behind the counter a lot. And yeah, I know Rena's happy with me because if she wasn't, then I wouldn't be doing it. But I just, I've, I've took so much more, so much in about medication, and you just don't stop learning. But I did. I mean, to finish off a career, if I, if this could be my last job, then please God, it is, because I just get a buzz out of it, you know. So that good to hear from from Dave there, um, telling us a little bit about about his pharmacy journey. Helena, what? kind of struck you from from what Dave said there? Yeah, I think the thing that stands out for me is his absolute drive and determination to help people and also his thirst for knowledge. Um, despite nearing retirement age, when a lot of people would be winding down their work responsibilities, he's essentially doing the opposite, um, forging ahead with his career that he absolutely loves um, and ensuring he's able to help as many people as he can. Um, he joked in his awards entry that he'd be the oldest person to qualify as a medicines counter assistant. And I can't verify that fact, but I know he'll be up there. Um, 
Rena wrote the most amazing nomination for him for the Outstanding Contribution category. Um, she started by saying everyone needs a Dave. And this is something that the judges wholeheartedly agreed with after hearing his story. And I think you can kind of get a sense of that from, from what he said earlier. Um, Rena explained that he's an indispensable part of the team and he's carved out a unique role for himself in terms of deliveries, relationship with the GP surgeries, working behind the counter, the list goes on. Um, and she can count on him for anything. As I say, the judges were amazed by his story um, and they named him the overall winner. Um, they described him as a real testament to the profession, truly inspiring, a superstar. If I mentioned them all, we'd be here for a very long time. It would be an incredibly long podcast, so I'll leave it there. Um, but yes, I think it is safe to say that everybody that, that judged the awards was just truly impressed by him. Well, what, what a fantastic and deserving winner uh, Dave was. Um, no, you went to, to visit him, didn't you, to hand deliver his prizes um, in a COVID-secure way, of course. Um, how did that go? Um, it was such a wonderful morning. Um, so myself and Liz, our events manager, um, were absolutely thrilled to present Dave with his prizes. Um, we had a little trip to East London and, um, yeah, we're chatting with his pharmacy team and um, he was actually on annual leave that day um, and he'd been called in um, especially for this but he didn't know why um, and I think true to form when we arrived he was hard at work despite it not being a working day um, he didn't notice us come in we were setting up um, big posters in the back of the pharmacy and he was completely oblivious because he was working so hard um, which was just just lovely. All of his colleagues were getting very excited. Um, and we did a small presentation with all of his colleagues, presented with him with his trophies and his prizes. And um, it's safe to say that he was very overwhelmed um, and quite lost for words for a while, which I'm from then speaking to him afterwards um, was was quite a shock because he did like to talk. Um, he managed to give us a few words on um, what it means to him to win and what his plans are next. Yeah, yeah, but today, honestly, ladies, I can't, I just can't believe it to look at the trophies and just, you know, I thought, I knew something was up because Rinders would never ask me to come in, but it was just amazing. But yeah, I just, I just love it. The team are lovely. As I said to you before, I love help. I, I can honestly say, hand on heart, that I've done it before and I'll do it again. If I'm at home or Saturday or Sunday, if there's a delivery to do, Rena knows. Message me. I, I'm a key holder as well. Um, message me, I'll come down and I'll get the delivery and I'll take it through. Um, there's, yeah, they're, these people, they're, they're just fantastic people, their customers, you know, they deserve it. And I. I Rena says to me sometimes, you don't realise what you're doing, so but I do it because I love doing it, I just, I enjoy it, it's simple as that, there's no other words to say, and this kind of, well it's the icing on the cake, it's, I just, yeah, they're going to take pride of place. I see it as a challenge because if somebody comes in that something, something's not gone quite correct, then it's my challenge to to get it sorted out, and I don't rest until, until it's done, but it's the team as well, you know, they're, 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 they're the if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, and for Rena just to take time out to do this, but in a million years, I, whew, well, I'm gobsmacked. Just gobsmacked. Yeah. It's so lovely to hear. Yeah, at first, well, I mean, when we was out there, I was just, I couldn't say much because 
I was just poor, you know. But now it's um, I've got a condition called spondyl ankylosing spondylitis, which is like um, it's like um, arthritis in the joints. And anyone out there who's got it doesn't stop me doing anything. Um, anyone out there who's got health problems or don't let it stop you, because it made me stronger. Um, I don't think I'd be at the pharmacy if it wasn't for my health problems because that was kind of inter I interact with customers and you know okay you know the customers will say to me oh oh yeah I've got health problems I say yes yeah, so have I and we talk about it and everything yeah, yeah. I've never let that beat me never yeah okay. get home sometimes got a bit of pain and all that but do you know what doesn't matter because the customers are happy just thanks to the team I just I can't say anymore I just I couldn't be in a better place. Um, I really couldn't, just, every day is a beautiful day. Some are different to others, but yeah, just love life and enjoy life. Um, and if there's one good thing that can come out of COVID, as I said, it's, you know, look around you, what you've got. You know, richness comes in many forms, not just money, um, people, friendships, helping someone, yeah. Um, the next one, the thing I want to do is um, sign language. I've only learned one word and that's hello and the reason I learned that and I want to learn it is we've got a customer who's totally deaf mm -hmm. and she come in, she comes in and like, she'll write down, you know, what she needs. Yeah. Um, and I made a point of, so I don't want to sound like me, 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 but I made a point of going home and learning, I googled it, how to say hello in sign language. So when she comes in and I can say hello and she's like, that's, like, so, yeah. That's, yeah. Lovely. That's so lovely. No, I can't. I've got a great life and I've got a great job and I never want it to end. So, Helen, I know there was something in his nomination that, that really struck you. Um, and it was a, a, a quote from, from a, a customer uh, of Dave's. Tell us about what that customer said. Yeah, I think um, it kind of sums up everything beautifully, really. So this was um, a comment from a customer. It had been emailed into the pharmacy. Um, this person had known um, Dave for the whole eight years that he's worked at, at Thomas Pharmacy, but their relationship um, kind of developed in, in more recent years. Um, and yes, the customer had this to say. It started with pleasantries whilst handing over medication to my mum. Over the last three years, David has become much more than that. If I need anything from my mum, I can just ring him. He's now become a friend. He has a huge heart. Nothing is too much trouble. He's caring, kind and compassionate. I'm very blessed to call David my friend and all because he goes above and beyond in his job. I wish there were more people like David in life and in work because for sure our community would be a far better place. So we've we've heard some some tremendous stories there. Um it's been such a an inspiring year um in many ways a difficult year but but incredibly rewarding I think for us um to see the wonderful work that that was being done out there by both community pharmacy teams. Um Monica, you, you mentioned right at the start we couldn't have a, uh, an event this year. Um, so how did we go about rewarding uh, our wonderful finalists? So, Richard, we put together these absolutely fantastic hampers for each of the finalists. 
Um, they had trophies, uh, champagne, certificates. We even made pull-ups um, with their names on and the ROE logo to have their pictures taken in front of. Um, and then we had the job of ringing round and checking that he had arrived safely, which was then lovely because we got to <laughs> congratulate the finalists and they told us how they got to celebrate with their families and teams and even though things had to change this year, our main aim was to celebrate the hard work of pharmacy support staff and we we ensured that we got that done. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Monica's right. It was there was a moment earlier this year where where we we wondered if what we were planning was going to be um, as good as a live event, and I think actually it turned out to be a really lovely celebration. And the reactions that we had from from all of the the, the individuals and the teams was just so heartwarming. Um, and yeah, we couldn't have done. Um, any of that without the the generous support of our sponsors, so um, Alfega, Bayer, Clearville, Newmark, RB, Rosemont, and SMA. Um, we also had some incredible um, support from all of the the pharmacy retailers and, and independent groups as well for um, yeah trying to drum up entries and um, yeah really shout about the the incredible work that's going on within their businesses. So that's been been really good as well um, and I just want to say a personal thanks as well to to everyone who helped helped me make this um, this possible so a massive thank you to Monica um, and to Liz our events manager as well to Paul and Ian um, and Martin and um, Richard and Tim as well it's been a real team effort and while a lot of it has happened remotely <laughs> um, I think um, yeah we've we've done a brilliant job to to kind of um, keep the recognition of excellence awards um, as a really, really um, brilliant event in the pharmacy calendar. 